Welcome, everybody, to the Ask Vince podcast. My name is Leo. I will be your host today. We are here with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Vince Gabriel. Uh, today, we'll be going over a bunch of things. But before we do that, we have some key things we have to kind of go over with the guys. I fucked that up all over the place there, Vince. But <laughs> I'm going to start over again. You threw me off, man. I why did you Why didn't you start over? Uh, I guess we don't need to start over, but it sounded terrible. Um, I'm starting over. Matt, erase and go forward from here. <laughs> we used to have a blooper reel of this and then play as the mastermind. Really no, I, I'm 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 making sure Matt doesn't start <laughs> from now. I'm making sure that this gets actually put onto the podcast. So don't you worry. Uh and I have more power over Matt than you do. So apparently you should just keep going. All right, fine. All right. So a couple quick announcements before we dive into everything. Our six-week client surge is starting at the end of January. We do have the Price point right now at $997, and you will be in the show notes. It will be going up to $2,000. So get in there now. Don't wait. Don't spend an extra $1,000 for no reason. We also have our mastermind event coming up in Orlando, Florida on March 8th and 9th. It is at Disney World. It is a great place to bring the family as well. So if you did want to come down, please be sure to email Leo and ask Leo all about it. He will fill you in with all the details. But now we get to dive into some questions. Vince, do you have anything else you would like to add? Yeah, that was god-awful. That so, was the worst intro in the history of podcasts uh, that I've ever Give me heard. what to say. <laughs> this you, is one of my like, fifth podcasts. You're supposed to be a podcast host. If you can't if you uh, can't intro, start a podcast, how can you be a podcast host? I mean, I didn't ever say I was. A, I am not a podcast host. I am a self-risen to a podcast host. <laughs> You're, I, I think I'm just going to revert you to literally reading a question, which I don't even need a human being to read me a question. I can just literally show up with the questions and read them myself. What do I need you? For? What do I need you for if you're going to botch the beginning of a podcast every time I, that we do it? Honestly, I'm the entertainment that gets you all the ideas to make fun of me. So, all right, well, whatever. I guess we should just ask the questions. <laughs> things off the rails as much as it could be. So let's just get to the questions. <laughs> You're going to keep this whole thing in there, too. Oh, yeah. You have no doubt. <laughs> You're the one that looks dumb, not me. Yeah, but I'm the yeah, but I'm the fun one. All right. So there's been a new complex that was built in my area, and I really want to try to figure out different ways to get in. With Wait, is this, is this a question or are you just randomly talking about something? I'm going into the question. I mean, oh, okay. So just say, so you, so area. a good podcast would say, all right, here's the first question. You just randomly started talking. It sounded like it was a continuation of what you were doing before. Here's the first question. Oh, okay. So this is the first question. Got it. There has been a new, there's been a new complex that was built in my area. What would, would you do? What would you do to navigate and get in with those people to figure out what's the best course of action so we both can work together to grow and help the new members of the community? Okay. So um, this is an interesting question because we actually have a few of these uh, opening in my town in Berkeley Heights. Uh, so we're actually in the process of doing it. Um, and it's interesting too, on this, we have, uh, so my community uh, in Berkeley Heights, there's probably, I think like, don't quote me on this, but around 10,000 people in the direct town, there has not been an increase in population since we opened the gym in 2008, but there's been like a bunch of these that have opened up recently and the population's going from like 10,000 to 12,000 or something like that. Right. That, but that's a, like a big population, 20% increase in population. It's huge. 
you know, relatively speaking. So um, I think that the first thing I would do is like usually every one of these complexes has like a, you know, a manager. And actually it, it's it, the the funny part is, is that the guy that runs my gym, Mike Mullen, his girlfriend, she, this is her job. Like she does this at complexes at other places. So she actually has this very specific role. So we kind of know that there, there usually is a specific person that's in charge of external events and, you know, relationships and other, other things like that. So the first thing that I would do is always try to, you know, as relationships are always the most powerful thing to do in business is I would try to find that person that is in charge of the making of the decisions on potentially partnering with other local businesses. So that's the first thing I would do is reach out to that person, um, introduce yourself and potentially even walk over and shake hands with that person. And the cool thing is like, I'm, as I'm explaining this to somebody, you might be tuned out and just be like, well, oh, I don't have a new complex opening, but you probably have apartment complexes and condominium complexes and all of that in your area that maybe no one has, no gym has reached out to them to do something like this. So that's what I think that would be a, a valuable thing of not just a new one opening up, but even an older one that, um, it, and it's, it's not as effective because maybe those people have established places that they already go. The beauty of the new complexes are that they, you know, they're in the market for some type of um, that's why you see always people do like new mover campaigns and everything. I was looking in my one of my newsletters and there was a there's a, a sample postcard from a dentist about doing something to new movers. And that's something that you could look into as well. Um, so but that would be the first thing I would do is just try and strike up a relationship. And, you know, most of these places have gyms, too. Right. And a lot of times people think that that's a negative. I don't think that's a negative at all. I think that there's a certain amount of people that will use the gym, but there's a certain amount of people that actually won't and they want to go somewhere else, you know, to do it. And so, you know, you could um, set up a mini workshop with the, the thing and just say, hey, we're going to teach, you know, we're doing a free thing. Where we're going to teach your people how to work out and you get like, you know, five to 10 people and maybe one of them becomes a client. Um, or you could, you know, you could do uh, some type of a joint venture where they email their list of all the residents and do something like a sweepstakes or it's a giveaway, which actually, and that's one of the other questions we're going to talk about today. Um, but, um, but like, or some type of an offer where you give away, you know, a free, a, a free 30 day pass or whatever um, you want to do. But I think that the key, the gate, the key to all of this is um, finding that person in charge. Now, the other way to do it is to go, outside of that person and go directly to the homes, right? And so there's probably a very easy way to get the addresses of all these places, right? There's a list that you can purchase, but I mean, I don't know if you just walk around and collect the house numbers in the streets and like actually go back and do it. I mean, you could do that. There's probably a little more work, but um, you could actually do some direct mail and direct mail sequences to people. I know people don't have a lot of experience with direct mail, um, but it is, I personally don't have a ton of it. I do have a bunch, but not, I wouldn't say I'm a veteran with direct mail. Um, but that is something that's a very calculated, uh, area, right. Of a specific 
complex where everyone lives, you know, in that same general area and you could do direct mail campaigns. And um, honestly, if it's close enough, you could do door to door stuff or you just like drop a postcard off at the door or a package off at the door or even go and, you know, I don't know, like go and show up at the door, go like, you know, walk to each one and hand them a, you know, a coupon or something like that. I don't know, old school or something, you know, so I'm sure there's rules against that of, of doing that. But um, I think that's just like, it's just making the effort, right? It's putting it into your marketing plan of saying, all right, we are going to do and create a new joint venture with this local complex. Um, and, you know, we're going to do it in one of these three ways. So I think it's just putting it into your plan, dedicating time to it. Um, but I mean, if they're new in the area, they're in the market for a gym. So it's a really good fit. Perfect. Thank you. Now, diving into that sweepstake, which you brought up in the previous question, a lot of people have been asking about that. Can you explain to me what that is? Yeah, people have been asking about it because it's the bonus on the surge program. So when you buy the surge, <clears throat> you actually will get access to all the stuff to run the sweepstakes. And, you know, the, the short story of the sweepstakes is in 2016, we ran this campaign where we gave away a free six weeks of training, right? And I think we had like four to five or 600 people apply and fill out applications. And what we did was we selected winners uh, from those applications. But then what we did is we followed up with all the people that didn't win. Yeah. And we made them an offer, mm -hmm. you know, to come, come in the gym. And we got a ton more people uh, to come in. And the reason why sweepstakes work so well is because it's a really good offer on the front end. It's you're giving something away for free, whether that's a six weeks, whether that's a year. I know um, we've dabbled in a year. We've done a year. Year works really well. Um, but basically you're giving something away and you're because you're giving something away of high value for free, you're going to get a lot of people that are interested. And it doesn't mean everyone's going to win, but it does mean that, you know, hey, they raised their hand and said, I'm interested in personal training. Um, and the whole play is really reaching out to them, you know, afterwards. And there's, you know, gobs of sequences that we've created for this. There's email sequences on the front end. There's follow-up campaigns. Um, there's how to run the sweepstakes. There's the ads for the sweepstakes. There's so much stuff um, that we've added into the, as a bonus for signing up for Surge. But I mean, if you want to launch your gym and get your gym really firing on all cylinders. Um, a, running a sweepstakes is a great way to do it. Actually, we had a, a guy, he's been in the mastermind for a long time, named Eric Driver. And he he came, you know, he was in a tough spot when he first joined the mastermind. And the first thing we had him do was run the sweepstakes. And I think at the time when he joined, he had 80 members. He went from 80 to 160 members in six months. And it was all from the leads that were generated from the sweepstakes. Uh, so it's, and we've had tons of people run it. Like it's kind of our, you know, I don't think we, I've, I don't think I've trademarked it or anything like that, but I mean, it's one of our go-to plays uh, to generate a ton of leads at one time. And then again, you follow up with them, you know, over time to get them in the door, but it's a really, really powerful marketing play. It's probably the most marketing powerful marketing play we've ever ran. Um, and legitimately everything that you need to run it is given as a free bonus 
when you sign up for search. So uh, I pretty much packaged every, that's a new thing too. We didn't used to do that. So it's the first time we've ever done this before, but I really want people that do the search to have a lot of success. Um, and so I think when they do the surge, you know, they're getting the marketing strategy stuff, like in terms of target market and all that, but the surge would be like the tactic that really gets them fast results very quick, very quickly. Um, and we've made it super simple, uh, for them to, them to implement it by giving them everything. But, um, I, I have not used the marketing play that effective. And again, you know, cause you've been in GFP. You know, when we've ran this stuff before and it makes your job as a salesperson very difficult because yeah. there's a lot of people that are responding. Um, but it's uh, one of the more powerful marketing lead gen plays that I, I, I've ever used. So definitely check out the surge and you can get access to all that stuff. So one of the things I did at GFP was we actually did that front end sale. And if they won, we would refund them their money. Is that something that you'd recommend for a lot of people or would you just kind of do the regular play too? To kind of make up the loss for the marketing spend. Um, wait, so what did you do? You, if they so won, would, I, I would sell. Oh, them. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so what we do is usually, typically, when they when when they sign up for the sweepstakes, they their application comes through. Yeah. We don't pick the winners for like three or four weeks, right? And so we want to try and get them training right away. And what we would do is we would bring them in and we follow up with them immediately and just say, hey, you know, we're not picking the winners for another three weeks. Did you want to start now? And if you do end up winning, um, he's considering it's free. If you do end up winning, we'll just refund you. I don't think we ever refunded anybody because I don't think everyone ever we ever picked actually even one. Nope. Um, and that wasn't by design. That was just by like, I think, I don't remember how we even picked the winners. I think it was random at that point. Um, yeah. Um, but, but so... Yeah, that, that's but the whole play is the follow-up sequence. Yes. The whole play is the scripts on how you leverage because they're excited about it. Even though it's free, they're still excited about doing something. Um, and um, you know, we we it's it's a big prize, so you angle it as like a life transformation type thing. So you get a lot of people that are really like in, in excited about it, excited about getting selected. And I, I remember so we ran it at at the gym and there's people that would I know that would see it and I'd be getting like text messages and like, dude, please pick me. Please, I'll do anything for you. I'll be your best, I'll be your best spokesperson forever. And it was like people in my town that that knew me just from from town. Um, and they're like begging me to to, to be picked. And it's like it was hilarious. I'm like, oh God, I feel really bad if I don't pick this person. <laughs> right. But I told them, I was like, hey, I'm not in charge of this. It's we pick it at random. So sorry. Um but um, so it, it is interesting, but people get really excited about it. People, it's really uh, the community starts kind of tied. The first time we ever ran, it was incredible. Like, and I'll, I'll probably have to surge um, when I do the webinar uh, in January, I'll probably tell the whole story of, um, you know, when we ran it the first time and how like our community, it was like our entire community was like tuned into what we were doing. It was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, no, the sweepstakes is incredible. Awesome. Perfect. So last question I have for you is more about how much, how you get everything done in your day, but most of all, how did you write a, was a 400 page book for your kids with all the other things you wrote this year? How, how do you get all that stuff done? Well, I was just thinking about that. Um, yeah. So I wrote the kid's book. The kid's book was um, I, the most important project I've, 
probably ever created in my entire life. And uh, so when you put an importance on that, a lot of times it gets done. You know, and I think so that's first piece is it's really easy if something's not important to you, it's really easy to not let it go or just to let it go. And so I think sometimes it's in the beginning, uh, determining how valuable of a project this really is for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I sat down to commit to the kids project, I was like, well, I'm going to commit to doing this a year of my life and writing on, you know, several hours on the weekends, you know, and despite all the other things I have going on, um, but I placed a value on it bigger than almost anything else that I was doing. And it enabled me to show up even on the days where I was tired and, you know, had just written, you know, thousands of words in my other business. Like it's just like, sometimes it's, you don't want to like, and there was times where I got behind because so the, the, the book is 365 lessons. So it ended up being, I think 50,000 words. I think that's how many words it was total, right? Which is like a, well, the 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 the, the length of the book is about four, close to four, just under 400 pages, right? Because some of them went over. But, but it's like, think a page a day, a lesson a day. If you don't write for two weeks, you're 14 chapters behind, <laughs> right? It's just like, it was daunting. Like that was the most daunting part because if you didn't write for a couple of days, you just got so far behind. And now, and you, and, and you, I wanted to do it good. Like I wanted to create good stuff for my kids. Right. So I didn't want to get so far behind and do shitty work. So, but I think that that's the first part. The first piece is you will get stuff done when you make it the most important thing you need to do. So for those of you that don't like marketing, if you understand that your business is going to continue to grow without marketing, you got to find a way to put some more importance on it and a higher value on that specific project. Um, The other thing that helped me with it was I did majority of the work on the kids book on the weekend. So I would wake up every Saturday morning and every Sunday morning and I would write. Doesn't mean I didn't write during the week sometimes. Um, And actually at one point I did start to get a little behind. And when I did get far behind, I do something, um, we have a daily planner. And in the daily planner, I write down the five most important things I have to do that day. Mm-hmm. Am I perfect with it? Hell no, right? But when I was behind, I started putting right three chapters in my kid's book in my work stuff. So I made it, I knew that the project was so important that I made it part of my, my day. Like, it's like, all right, that's one of the things that I have to do. So I just increase the level of importance of it. Um, but yeah, so, but it was mainly that dedicated time on the weekend, Saturdays and Sunday mornings before the kids got up, before anyone was up, I just go down the porch and I would write and I'd get it done. But um, yeah, no, it's really exciting because I, I'm presenting it. We're recording this a couple of days before Christmas, but I'm presenting it to the kids on Christmas day. And, um, you know, I obviously have to give a big shout out to Joe Hashi who did this last year and, um, you know, did this for his kids. And I would definitely not have done this if I didn't see Joe do it. Um, I just like, you almost think it's like, it's kind of like the Roger Bannister principle. Like if you see someone 
do something, then you know it's possible versus if you don't see it, it's like, it's like, oh, well, who's ever done that before? Like, yeah. and the only time I've ever seen these type of one a day books are like these massive, you know, I have a bunch of them. There's like uh, one called uh, The Daily Laws that Robert Greene did, right? And it's one law, uh, Laws of Power. It's one law a day. And it's a huge book. It's a massive book. And to think about me writing one of those is almost like too daunting to even dr- think about because and, – and I've written a bunch of books. It's not – so um, – but I think that seeing Joe do it and seeing that, okay, this is possible – um, it drove me to do it. So I'm hoping that the same goes for me. Like somebody sees me do it and then they do it, you know, and that's kind of how the trickle effect hopefully will roll down. But I mean, I can't tell you, it's funny. I, um, my mom wrote a chapter in the book and I was at her house last night cause I brought her her copy and I was just sitting with her and she was reading the book and I was reading through the book and, uh, it was just a really cool moment to be able to record, your beliefs, your values, the things you want to teach your kids and to have a record of that um, is one of the most valuable things that I've ever done. But the reality behind it is, you know, um, you have to prioritize what's most important. And maybe what's most important to you is not a kid's book. Maybe what's most important to you is making sales calls. Maybe what's most important to you is writing emails. Maybe what's most important to you is just following up with your clients regularly. Um, but but I think you have to almost um, start to uh, get better at prioritizing, right? Asking yourself the question, what's most important right now? And then you know, really pushing yourself to having the discipline to get it done. Right. And that's what discipline is. Discipline is doing it anyway, even when you don't feel like it. And I promise you, there were some weekends I woke up and I didn't feel like writing in the kids book. (laughs) There was definitely some weekends that that happened. Right. Um, But that is really what discipline is. It's doing it anyway, even when you don't feel like it. And, um, there are some people that I, you know, in my world that have incredible discipline that I've watched and I've learned from and I see and I'm just in awe of what they get done. Like you think I get a lot done. There's plenty more people that get a lot more done than I do. Right. Um, and and so part of that, part of me elevating my game, you know, as a producer mm-hmm. of the world um, is seeing other people and that I respect you know, um, seeing people that they're consistent on email. Like, you know, there's people that I follow. They, they've sent an email every day. I've done it for five years. They've done it for 15. Mm-hmm. You know, give a shout out to Pat Rigsby, who's, you know, a friend of mine. Like, Pat writes, has been writing an email. He's been doing it 10, 12 years longer than I have, you know, and he's still doing it, Yeah. you know? Um, so it's it's kind of standing on the shoulder of people that have shown the discipline, Um and I think going back to this producer consumer is I've kind of signed up in this life to be a producer, right? There's people that produce and there's people that consume. Okay. And I've signed up in this life to produce, to create. And I found that the, my day is better when I show up to a blank word document. My day is better because I have to produce something. I have to use my mind. I have to use my brain. I have to use my creativity um, uh, and if I show up and I create and I produce something. And so that's kind of what I've signed up for is a life of, of, of production to bringing things to the world, 
whether that's an email, whether that's a video, whether that's a book, whether that is a speech, whatever it is, I've I've kind of made this piece that I'm going to have a more fulfilled life if I produce more. And at the same time, what I produce changes people's lives. And that's kind of the whole thing that we're doing here, you know, in this company. And, you know, I'm grateful that I have someone like you that after I do produce something and they respond to that production, that someone's there to pick up the, uh, pick up the call from there and, and, uh, and put them in. So, um, but that's the, um, that's the, uh, that's the kid book thing. Is there, is there a certain lesson that you can think of top of your head? That's like your favorite lesson that you kind of wrote down in that book or is kind of like all of us. Oh man, there's so many. Um, (laughs) yes, I'll give you, I'll share one with you. Um, so, and it's funny because I wrote some of them as, as they came up, like as stuff came up. So one of my mornings, I forget who it was. One of my kids had a pimple and, um, they're like, you know, it was one of my daughters and, uh, she's all like, I have a pimple. Like, it's like waking out about a pimple. And I made the statement about pimples and I said, pimples are practice for not caring what others think about you. <laughs> right. Right. Because think about that. It's just like, if you go through life and you care what everyone thinks about you, you care what like, you're just going to be living, you know, miserable all the time, you know, but if you can go through your life and eh, like sh- shake it off and be immune to criticism and mean all that and work those out, um, you know, not to say that that's easy by any means, but so I created this statement. So i create one of my chapters was creating, um, that is creating that statement uh, 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 pimples are practice um, for not caring what others think about you. I think uh, another chapter I really liked was um, I did like a, a great definitions chapter where I defined some real simple things that they should defer. It was called definitions to memorize. Um, and so I, I, I actually mentioned this just before like discipline, right? So I want them to memorize the definition of discipline. Because I think if you memorize the definition of def- discipline in a simple way, there's a better chance that you're going to do it versus you having a lukewarm and an unclear view of what discipline really is, right? Because discipline is not not hard work. Discipline is not, no, discipline is doing it anyway, even when you don't feel like it. Um, another one of the, the, the definitions was courage, teaching them what courage is. And courage is doing it anyway, even when you're scared, yeah. right? And so teaching them to have fear. The other definition I really love that was on this list was reality. I want my kids to understand what reality is and what is real and what is not. And reality is not the way you wish things were. Reality is the way things actually are. Mm-hmm. And I think that the young people in the world, uh, a lot of them are coming up and they're not in touch with reality. They wish things were a certain way but it's not. And in order for us to have success, all progress starts with what is real. All progress starts with the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was uh, two that, I mean, there's 365 of them. So those are two that just uh, came to mind. I believe the first chapter was let it go. That was the title of the first chapter is teaching my kids that life is too short to um, hold on to things, to hold on to past experiences, to hold on to stuff. And that letting go is a skill that they need to learn. You need to learn how to let things go. Otherwise stuff just collects 
and build and build and build and build. And that's when you get to a point in your middle of your life where you're freaking out. Right. <laughs> and you know, not that I know from experience, right. But <laughs> right. It's, it's something that, um, is a very, very powerful skill that that's why I believe that it was the first chapter of my book. I wanted my kids to understand and learn how to let go because I think it's the most spiritual thing that anyone could ever do. And, um, that was number one. Yeah. Well, thank you, Vince. That's all the questions I have today. We're going to pick this back up in, two, in 2024. It'll be our first call. It'll be January 2nd. Our first, uh, whatever this is now. Yep. <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. Yep. And as this releases, um, we're only, when this gets released, we'll only be a few days away mm-hmm. from the, uh, the surge uh, deadline. Um Price going up that Leo mentioned. So make sure you get in and join the surge before that. Six week client surge.com. The link is in the show notes. Uh, hopefully you will join us uh, this year for the surge. Sounds good. Thank you, Vince. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it, I'd truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincesfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book. And just head over to vincesfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.